Welcome, everyone, to the Happy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Jack, lifestyle entrepreneur, professional model slash actor, biohacker, and eco-warrior striving to make a positive impact on this planet. My goal is to inspire, educate, and entertain you while reminding you to enjoy the journey, not just the destination, as you happy hustle for a life of passion and purpose. I am so grateful and humbled to be spending some time together today. Now, let's dive in. What is up, you happy hustlers out there? I am so excited for this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. I have on Danette May. She is America's leading healthy lifestyle expert, a number one best-selling author of the book, The Rise, and seven other health and fitness books and programs. She's the co-founder and CCO of Mindful Health, LLC, which was ranked number 48 on the Inc. 5000 list. She's the dedicated founder of The Rise Movement, world-renowned motivational speaker, wife, and mother, and just all around awesome human being. You guys are going to totally dig this interview. She's got millions of followers online for a reason because she's super woke and just gets it, guys. She shares the love and light in this episode. We talk everything from entrepreneurship to spirituality to relationships. We get into everything, and it's an amazing episode. I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I did recording it. So without further ado, let's dive into this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. Danette May, welcome to the Happy Hustle Podcast. I am so grateful that you are here spending your valuable time with us. Thanks again for being here. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me on, Carrie. Danette, seriously, you are one of the most legit happy hustlers I know. You are the definition of just living with love and light. You have, and I'm sure, let's be honest, we're all human. We're not always in that that love and light state, but I got to say, every time I see you online, you are. So how do you do it, Danette? Oh, man, that's such a huge compliment. Um, what? Well, let me just back up, because when I first met you and you told me about this concept of happy hustle, the happy hustle, I was like, wow, what a beautiful concept and so needed, especially from a male, because all we hear in this entrepreneur world is grind, grind. You got 90 days till the end of the year. And, you know, like this like whole idea of just grind and hustle. And you just have this whole spin of this happy hustle, which I was like, that is really what the world needs right now is this, this permission to like, like, don't put the throttle all the way down. Yes, work, but recognize there's divine forces in your power, especially if you're doing what you're asked to do. You have so much help. So you might as well just be happy. You might as well just enjoy this journey because it is one, all made up. And two, you're so supported more than you even realize. That is so beautifully said. And I received that. Thank you, Danette. Seriously, from the bottom of my heart. That's what I'm after with this podcast is to really enjoy the journey, not just the destination. And I hope everyone listening can resonate with that because, you know, we are caught up in this daily grind. And there is a lot of people, not naming any names, pitching that message, which is you got to work, you know, till you're you're basically running yourself down into either disease or sickness or, you know, uh, uh, burnout. And that's just not the case. You can find happiness within the hustle. And Danette has, you know, she's not only a best-selling author and the CEO of her own company and a multi-million dollar online business, but she's also happy. She's got a family. She's got a life. She's got great friends. And, you know, I can see that throughout your presence online, but also, you know, in real life too, when we, when we met, it's not just a facade that she puts on. It's that's really who she is guys. Uh, I love that. Well, thank you. You know, it's been a journey for me for sure, because, you know, I don't know how many of your listeners know about my journey, but, um, probably about seven ish years ago, we, this is when I started the company, which is crazy for me to say, cause I feel like it was yesterday, <laughs> but I, I was in a place where I was a single mom. I literally had $47 to my name that we had found as girls, my youngest being three in the like drawers of our home. And like in the cushion of the couch. And I was in a state of desperation and I felt, and I was just like unraveling all these 
like negative stuff about myself. And so I was in this place of like, I've got to hustle for my kids. I've got to like figure out what I'm here to do. But it was really beautiful because I had lost my son. I'd gone through this horrendous divorce, which led me to the $47. And ultimately that was my gift in in this whole scheme of things, because I wouldn't be sitting here today had all that not happened. And I was in this place of hustle and I was in this place of non-presence and I was in this place of non-survival. And I want to just remind everybody that there are going to be moments when you just feel like you can't breathe and you do have to hustle and you have to dig in and you have to get gritty and you, you're going to be like feeling like you're in the battle with wounds constantly and getting punched. And that's okay. Just what to remind everybody. But as I've evolved and as I've kind of stepped into going, there are moments, but it doesn't have to be that way always that I can, that I've really evolved to go, wow, I can actually see that I've been supported by divine energy, by so many other people. Like I hate the word self-made like entrepreneur or millionaire, because no one is self-made. Even the people that you feel like are hurting you are totally helping you dig to your character. And so I just, I've learned to just kind of ease in and recognize that I can either try to break down the wall or I can be like, Oh, I'm going to breathe. And I'm either going to hire someone or I'm just going to do one little chip it away so I can really take care of my health and my happiness. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's an important distinction that Danette just made guys. You do have to hustle, right? It's not always happiness. She (laughs) did have to pick herself up from the dirt after going through some tremendous adversity, you know, losing her son, going through a crazy divorce, finding only $47 to her name to then get herself back to full life and happiness. She had to hustle. And that's what it's about is realizing that there's that ebb and flow in life. There's seasons to every, you know, year where you do got to go hard and then you can, you know, take a step back and enjoy the moment. But what is important, and I think what everyone out there hopefully can gain from her story is that if you stay with it and persevere, you will get there. Yeah. And and it's really about the frame of mind you put yourself in when you're in that like survival mode or when you're like, I've got this dream beating in my heart and I've got this like vision of this business or this relationship or getting out of debt or whatever the story is or the situation is that you're going to be grinding, you're going to be hustling, but can you, there are things that I believe have helped me get to where I am today, even way faster than if I would have just stayed in grinding. And that was these affirmations and getting into joy, following my freedom and all of those little behind the scenes tactics that not many people talk about, which I'm so glad you're bringing to light. I believe so with every fiber of my being got me to where I am as quick as I am, because I literally went from $47 to an eight figure business in five years. Like, and I know that it wasn't just grinding. I know there was just this everyday affirmations every day. What can I do to get myself in a state of joy? You know, I'm sleeping on the floor, but what can I do to get myself in a state of joy? Because when you, what you focus on expands. So if you're focusing on all the dirt and the grime and the grind, you're just going to get more of it. Whereas if you can still be in it and then focus on where's the joy lie, what what am I grateful for? And, and, And you just get more of it. Yeah. And while we're on the subject, what do you do to get yourself in that state of joy? What's something tangible that maybe you can share with the listeners that can help get them in a state of joy? Yeah. So, and this hasn't changed. It doesn't matter how much money I have my bank account. Like this does not change for me. I was doing this literally the days I felt like dirt and had no friends and and like literally was eating beans and weenies and sleeping on the floor. Um, (laughs) is I, I say affirmations every day. I literally belly myself up to a mirror every single day. And I look into my eyes and I tell myself, I love myself and that I'm doing my best and that I'm supported and that I'm not doing this alone. And I'm telling you that this mirror work that we might hear about or might seem woo woo is so profound. And I challenge anyone to try it for a week and just watch as maybe if you have a significant other treat you differently, like they treat you better just because you bellied up to the mirror and treated yourself well, or like you'll get all these different opportunities or things start to come into your life. And I really believe in that. So that's a daily thing that I do. Um, Another daily thing I do is get into nature. So I don't care if it's, I live in the mountains. I don't care if it's raining, windy, snowing, freezing. I bundle up and I make sure I connect 
to nature. And I believe there's power in nature. We come from nature. We are one with nature. And when we can get ourselves in a state of recognizing that we're not alone and we're not doing this alone, there's so much more power, right? And nature's that huge reminder. So that's another one. And then I do what I call soul writing. And I do this every single day. And some days are like three minutes because I have little kids. And sometimes it's like they're in my lap early in the morning, even though they just feel my energy. So, and they're getting older now, but I still um, have this ritual where I write down literally at the top of the page, what would you have me know? And I really trust that my in, in whatever you believe, if you believe in a higher power, just your internal wisdom, there's so much more that we know that we don't even realize. And so I'll just write whatever comes up. And literally I've taken ideas that I'm like, Oh, this is weird. I go to my team and I'm like, let's try this turned into million dollar um, launches, um, things with my children, things with my spouse, things with my own health. And, and so I challenge people to try these if they resonate. Wow. Okay. So to recap, Guys, spend some time in the mirror with yourself, as weird as it may be. Get- I did it like literally 30 seconds. I don't sit there very long. Just- okay, okay. 30 <laughs> seconds. I challenge all of you happy hustlers out there to spend 30 seconds today in the mirror telling yourself that you love yourself and it'll all be okay. I, I think that's beautiful. I think we all should do that. Mm-hmm. Getting out in nature, so important. I feel so much more connected to source to myself when I am out in nature. There's no question. And then the third, what was that question that you said? It is show me. What would you have me know? What would you have me know? And that is such an open-ended leading question for the universe to then fill your your cup with answers. And I think that's a beautiful question to ask, especially if you have a journal practice, writing it is, is a tangible way to ask the question. And I, I recently found something interesting that for every negative thought you say, it takes seven positive thoughts to cancel that one negative thought. This is according to a, a study that I read in my book uh, from the hood to doing good by Dr. Wimbry. And regardless how factual that statement is or not, I think it's very important that we continue to tell ourselves these positive affirmations as Danette does every single day, even when she wasn't in a state of high vibration, when she was super low, she was telling herself, who she wants to become. And that's what you guys can do as well. It doesn't matter where you're at in the world, what you're doing. It's important to have those positive affirmations. So thank you for sharing that, Danette. That was amazing. Yeah, I love how you just mentioned that stat about negativity because I had read a stat that they had done on women in particular. So I don't know what the men's stat is, but I imagine it's kind of similar that about 90% of every single woman walking this planet has 15,000 negative thoughts a day. Ah. She is telling herself she's ugly, she's fat, she's lazy, she's not smart, she can't do it, um, all, all towards the gamut. And you can imagine what that does to you, right? So that's where I really was like, this is no joke. Like, I've got to counteract that and I've got to be my biggest rescue. I've got to like own this. So for sure. And I mean, Women out there listening, you are beautiful. You are loved. Listen to Danette and myself tell you, if if no one else tells you today, you hear it from us, you know, and same with my my fellas out there. Okay. You know, it's important that we all give ourselves that self love and you have to fill your cup first and foremost, doing things you enjoy, meditation, exercise, you know, spending time with friends that inspire you, et cetera to then give from your overflow. And I think, you know, Danette's beautifully illustrated that. Now, Danette, I do want to take it back because we have, you know, mentioned just slightly where you are right now, but let's take it back even further than when you were broke, you know, going through those tough times. Let's take it back to where you grew up and, you know, (laughs) talk to me a little bit about your origin story and what, what it was like growing up. You know, I grew up ultimately in the perfect family for me, Um, but I grew up in a small town called Salmon, Idaho, like on a farm. We had sheep, dogs, you could name it. And I was raised with four older brothers. I had no sisters. And I, this is where my deep love of animals, nature really came from. And then from there, we moved to Montana. So I was once again in the mountains alone, really with myself a lot. Um, I also was raised in a home that was 
quite, it's interesting because I was raised with all brothers, but I also had this, this stigma kind of placed on me that you're a woman and you do woman work and you're not as strong. And, and, and so I believe that actually created a little feistiness in me because I was like, wait a minute. Like I watched my dad, like teach my brothers entrepreneurial stuff and talk to him about business. And I would have to sit in the back and literally they'd be like, you're meant to can food. Like you need to go can food. You need to sew your own clothes. And I was like, I hate all that stuff. Like I want to do something else. And I just think that that really create this like inner drive within me to become who I wanted to become, not who I was being labeled to be. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I think for everyone who doesn't know Danette, I've had the pleasure to hang out with her um, at Mike Geary's mastermind and, and she definitely is feisty and, <laughs> and a fireball. We had a great time playing charades, dressing up. Oh, yeah, that's you know, right. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. So I think your brothers and your, your home life, definitely your environment does shape you in some way, shape or form. That's why I think it's important to mention it, especially, you know, given all of our journeys are different. You, you do persevere through adversity. We all have a story. And I think yours is, um, you know, amazing where you've come from and now where you're going. Talk to me a little bit about your first hustle. What did you do that, that was the first, like, let's, it doesn't necessarily have to be your first happy hustle, but your first thing you did in exchange for money. Well, there, I was working at a young age because my dad try, was trying to teach my brothers entrepreneurship. And so they we started with a lawn mowing business. He literally, before they could drive, would be like, hey, you're going to go ask this lady if you can mow her lawn. And then he would drive us around. And so I was so little, I obviously couldn't um, operate the lawnmower or the weed whacker. So I would be in charge of the weeding with my hands. And then it got as I got older, I was still in charge of it. But I, I never really loved that hustle. It never was my, I never felt like it was mine probably because my dad never talked to me as if it could be mine. I was just like the help. And I hated that. Like I wanted my own thing. So I remember when I was in high school, cause we always had to, the thing that my parents did that might seem cruel to other people, but I'm so, so grateful they did is that we were in charge of paying for everything. As a young age, I knew that I was going to have to pay for every dime of my college. I was going to pay for every ounce of my food. I was paying for my dorm. I was paying for everything all the way, my sports, everything I had. I just knew that that was it. It didn't feel mean at the time. It just felt like that's our reality. And what that did is it made me dig deep and hustling and getting good grades. It made me save my money. It made me work all through high school, all through middle school, even in junior high. But I remember the very first time I had my own job, I moved away from going, I'm not going to mow lawns anymore. Sorry, boys. This, I'm going to do my own thing. But I had basketball. Like I was a basketball player and I had to practice every single day. And so I got a job uh, working at cleaning hotel rooms. And it was so disgusting because it wasn't oh, like I was yeah a five-star hotel. I was like working for the grossest, the one that they would take like a high schooler, right? To clean the rooms. And I saw disgusting things I clean. And I, I'm proud of myself for it because I worked so hard every day. And then I'd go to straight to basketball practice and practice for like four hours. So that was my very first remembrance of really hustling um, was then. But I mean, I had so, I have so many stories. Like we had to do 4-H sheep because my dad thought that would create work ethic and so wrangling sheep and washing them and trimming them and oh, <laughs> all those things when I was like I don't know six seven eight like insane <laughs> yeah I, I would say that is such an important lesson for all those parents out there listening too you you have to realize we live in this entitled society now where these kids are just growing up and we're doing them a disservice by not teaching them the value of a dollar by not employing these, you know, monetary strategies in the home life that they have to earn their own way, that nothing is for free in life. You have to earn your keep. I think that's a beautiful lesson that your parents instilled in you. My parents instilled something similar in mine. You know, we had to make our own money for, for lunch money and money times and, and sports. And really it, it definitely shapes, you know, how you look at the world and, and value of a dollar. So mm. very, um, awesome to hear that. And shout out to Montana, my, my Montana <laughs> sister over there. I grew up half in Montana, half in Sarasota, Florida. So we definitely connected via uh, Montana oh, stories. And it, it's, uh, it's a unique place. That's for sure. <laughs> so who would you say, if anyone instilled that, that grit and hustle in your life at, from an early age? 
Um, definitely my dad. I mean, my dad's like the ultimate hustler. I wouldn't say he's a happy hustler. <laughs> yeah. He, and this is, and I'm thankful for that because it's made me go, Oh, I had like this internal programming that I had to work on around money, that the money, you had to work really hard for money. You couldn't really enjoy the journey for money. I've really rewired a lot of that old story. Um, that you honestly, he, I remember the day I told him I was going online for my business and I had just, I was in that threshold of like, had lost all my money and he was worried about his daughter. He knew I was like getting real thin cause they weren't going to give me any money. Like that's just the way I was raised. So I was like not eating and, and I was training clients and he thought making 50 to $70 an hour training clients was amazing. And it was, and I was super grateful for it cause it paid the bills. Um, and so when I told him I was going to go online, he was like, no, like you, you're never going to be successful with this. Why would you do this? And these moments, which I'm grateful for him because it made me really go inside and go, I have to rewire this story about money. He's the hardest worker, but can I be smarter than just work harder? Like he's the type to get like blisters and blood on his hands to just keep working hard. And I knew I had to be smarter. I knew I had, because I didn't have the same amount of time. I was a single mom. I had to get a little bit more creative and, and be a little bit smarter about how I spent my hours. And so, and then I had to just get really real about what's my belief system around this because no one else believes in this. Like I don't have anyone back at me right now and I'm going to go for this. And so all of that really has led me to where I am today, because even if you're doing really well in business, you're going to get knocked down. And I think that that just leans you back to those moments where you're like, I have this deep belief. I know I can do this. And you just get through that obstacle and you get through the next. And then as you continue to go, you kind of are like, Oh, it's kind of all made up. Now I think I can just enjoy myself. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's the compound effect of your effort each and every day. You know, yeah. I think that's a, another beautiful point with your dad working harder than smarter. I know a lot of people out there probably doing just that. And that's why I wanted to bring Danette on who now is using strategies to work smarter than harder to share with you all and how she's been able to accrue this massive impact and a life of income while working smarter than harder. And it's a, it's a beautiful lesson that I think you just illustrated. Now, in terms of your first like dream job, what did you think you wanted to become? Can you think? Well, that? I remember when I was really little, I don't know if you want me to go clear back then, but I thought I was going <laughs> to Geologist. <laughs> oh, hey. And I also, um, I, and it's interesting because when I was starting to get around 10, 11, 12, it changed. And I feel like I'm doing what I kind of thought about back then. I used to dream about um, taking women up into the mountains and leading type of retreats where they could really start loving themselves and get healthy and I'm like kind of doing that, but I'm letting them lead the retreats all around the world. And I've, I've brought people to retreats, but um, that's been always fascinating to me because that dream has always kind of been in there. Wow. That's awesome. Just subconsciously living your yeah. dream. Yeah. Um, so guys put out your dream into the universe and it just may manifest <laughs> <laughs> in terms of some tangible happy hustle hacks. I want to get into it now for the listeners. Let's talk about a happy hustle hack for your health that you can share because I know health and fitness is a huge part of your life. You're super fit. You, you exercise daily. What's a, a happy hustle hack for your health that you can share with the listeners? Well, okay. There's two that I have. The first one is make sure you're getting something green every day. So there's so many rules out there and, and, and tr trust me, I think they're more rules. They're bullshit rules. I don't think they're <laughs> really like they're kind of made up. Right. So just look at it like a brule. Um, so I, but I love I, that. <laughs> yeah. I do think that if we can just think about, is this been grown naturally or did man make it and put it in a manufacturing plant that's going to take out a lot of drama so as soon as you just go i'm going to eat the foods that i know that mother earth created for me and just focus on that once a day once a day just make that it just kind of compounds itself and then all that other drama about when to eat and what to eat and blah 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 like all of it's kind of made up just really try to eat things that came from the earth and that's going to really help you a lot and then the second one is 
once again, there's so many stories about like, what's the perfect workout and what's the perfect way to move your body. Do whatever lights you up. There's a million different ways to move your body and it doesn't matter. It just, the important thing is to move it. So if it's hiking, biking, dancing, yoga, hit, CrossFit, everyone, everyone has a little thing, different thing that floats their boat. Just find yours and do it. Like don't make it more complicated than it needs to be. Those are great points. Guys, cut the process crap. Okay. That's it. Eat something natural every day and get out there and, and move your body. Do something that feels good. It doesn't have to be a specific workout or anything. Just sweat. I tell our clients at Biohack Secrets, just sweat every day, you know, and, and do some type of steady state cardio, get your heart rate elevated and sweat. Move yeah. your body, stretch. I hear adding seven years to your life can be easily achieved by just stretching. <laughs> I stretch every day and I don't know once again, how many uh, facts I'm putting out there that are false, but I like to believe it and I stretch every day. So thank you for sharing. Those are great happy hustle hacks for your health. Let's get into a happy hustle hack for money that you can share with the listeners. Cause I know I want to share a story before I get your happy hustle hack for money. This was something that shifted my paradigm when we were at Mike Geary's mastermind. I don't even know if you remember it, but you basically said to me, I was talking to you about modeling and acting and how I just, you know, you were, we were talking about the business and I said, yeah, I just, you know, booked a Home Depot commercial, paid 30 G's and, and if only for one day. And she goes, Carrie, you're worth way more than that. And, <laughs> you know, and, and like basically just broke my whole paradigm of what I'm, I am worth way more than that. And I just was like, that's such a beautiful, abundant mindset that you have. And I appreciate and, I, and I'm just grateful for you for, for even just breaking my paradigm there. But let's hear your happy hustle hack for money that you can share with the listeners. Yeah, I'm trying to like really find something that could be valuable for the listeners because this is where I've had to do the greatest work on myself. You guys, I come from a family that we talk about the lack of money, no matter how much money we have. It's just, we never, ever went out to eat. We never bought anything. You use things until it was like, and you, then you duct taped it. I mean, I really, really had to work on my mindset about money and, um, I'm so grateful I did because I feel like there's just so much abundance coming because of that work. Um, one of the things that I have said to myself, because there's going to be a thing called idiot tax that just happens. And an idiot tax is just when you wreck your car or you left something and you ran over it. I'm just giving kind of car examples, but you just know yeah. you made a mistake, right? And it's an idiot tax. And I always say this after an idiot tax, there's more where that came from oh my <laughs> or I pay a bill or I, I just, I'm kind of like feeling the crunch or I don't feel this anymore, but in the earlier times when money was really scarce and I was like, Oh my gosh, that money's leaving me. I would say, Oh, there's more where that came from. And just saying that is just reaffirming that there's more, there's more coming. And it's, it's not that it's leaving you and you're losing it. It's always money is a cycle. Money is a currency of your energy bottom line. And I, this is something I teach my children more than anything, because I'm like, if people could understand that money is not this thing that you have to like strive for, and it's running away from you, it is constantly recurring. So give it away and watch it come back. And I've really just watched this energy frequency with money, my thoughts with it. So just say, there's more where that came from. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's beautiful. You have these great sayings that I've never heard before. Idiot tags, brules. I'm writing notes on all of them. <laughs> uh, this, I, I don't know if you trademarked them yet, but you should. It's um, <laughs> so funny. When I go on podcasts, people say this all the time. They're like, wow, these are like one-liners. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Guys, it's true. Money is just the exchange of value. It comes and goes and you have to realize that what you give you receive i think that i mean and and let's be honest we're getting pretty woo woo on this episode of the happy hustle podcast and i love it all right so you guys out there if you're not on board realize this is what, how the universe works and you have to just be open to receive the abundance and live in that abundant mindset not the scarcity mindset Mm -hmm. So great points. Thank you for sharing that. Let's get into, since we're getting woo-woo, a happy hustle hack for your spirituality, because I know you're deeply spiritual. What is a happy hustle like that, that listeners out there can employ to become more spiritual? Wow. Okay. So I'm going to share something. So 
I, I might be sounding like everything's really easy and I'm always happy, but I'm a type A personality. And I am someone who, if I see something, I will go after it. I will be the, like, I love Will Smith. I don't know if anybody have heard him talk, but I totally was like, he is my brother. I get it. He says this talk where he says, if you and I are on a treadmill and we're running, I will be the, I will die before I let you finish. Like before I get off that treadmill, if we're in a competition and I'm, I'm a little like that. I just am. And I've noticed that I've been in a lot of, like in the past, I've been in a lot of strategy and a lot of like trying to like think about things and, um, and then go after them business and relationships and my health and anything that I put my mind to. And something that came to me about maybe a year ago, that's really shifted me. I was doing some soul writing and in particular, I was in my strategy and something that, and I said, what would you want me to know? And I literally wrote down your frequency is more powerful than your strategy. And I got, and I still get chills as I say it. And I was like, this is so true. My frequency is more powerful than my strategy. My frequency at that time and kind of leading up to that time was stress, um, hustle was, um, like, what do I need to do? And it was not being in the present moment that often I would have moments of it, but I was just so much in strategy, which leads you to the future thinking. And as soon as I, Oh, I got chills on my face. So I know it's like truth again, but it's like this, I decided to start focusing on my frequency is my frequency high? Am I in a state of love? And that's the biggest question you can ask yourself because that's the highest frequency any of us can take is this feeling of love. So you can ask yourself throughout the day, do, am I feeling love? Because when you're in frustration, you're not in love. When you're in jealousy, you're not in love. When you're in anger, you're clearly not in love. And so when you're in love, it's like, you know, that feeling it's like, Oh, you can, you let someone cut in front of you at the grocery line. You, um, Oh, let me take out the trash for you. Oh, you did that. I totally see that you love me and it's okay. Like ask yourself, are you in a state of love? And as I've shifted my frequency to be in a state of love, um, I'm like, whoa, like, I can't believe even more abundance coming, even more things lining up in the business that I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is effortless because your frequency is the attractor of everything that's coming into you. And so my focus now has been less on strategy and more on my frequency. That is so amazing. I got a little chills there too. So I know it's vibrating the truth. Your frequency is more powerful than your strategy. I mean, guys, that's so true. I mean, I got to just mention this because I have now been trying to do just that vibrate so high in a state of love and light. And I tell you what, this is a little tattoo I got on my wrist. It's a love light bulb with a a little, with a little, uh, onk symbol. And it looks like a 12 year old drew it because I got it (laughs) under the influence of ayahuasca in Costa Rica. But I gotta say as much as I'm like, I should probably get that removed. It's a damn reminder every single day to vibrate in that love and light. And you know what? That totally resonates with me, Danette. I, I love that. That's that quote. That's a quote to live by, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to a little bit more business entrepreneurial. And I know you got plenty of happy hustle hacks for this, but I want to know one of your favorite happy hustle hacks for entrepreneurship that you can share to the inspiring entrepreneurs out there. Yeah. So I love business. Like, yeah. Business is my jam. I've been doing a lot more speaking around business. Um, I love it. But so one would be soul writing. So I was just on um, Roland Frazier's podcast and we talked all about this because I think it is when you get into that state of listening to yourself and stop Googling, stop asking some other like consultant, your team, 
I don't know, you're reading articles. Everyone's always searching outside of themselves for answers. And there's a time and place, right? You look to experts, you look for people that have been there, done that because success in business is not like you're creating the new will. I mean, success leaves clues. So just know that if anyone else has been successful in business, you can do because it's literally a path. And there's been people who've done it and they've sprinkled the whole breadcrumbs along the whole path. So just know that, like, if you want to be successful in business, you can do it. Like, it's not not like it's never been done, <laughs> um, but, um, sure. it, but the biggest hack I believe, and the biggest thing that can take you to the next level is getting into your own wisdom. And, and not a lot of people are doing it. Truthfully, a lot of, not a lot of people are tr- putting their phone down, turning off the TV, putting down the magazine, the book, um, and really getting, cause you'll hear from everybody. Oh, read, 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 read. But you don't hear a lot from an entrepreneur, get in, get within, get within, get within. And I'm telling you, I I mean, I have to be, I'm marveling at our business, like high eight figure business in seven years to me is miraculous, you know, and, and a a lot of the greatest wisdom and a lot of the greatest decisions we made were not from masterminds. were not from books. They were from the moments sitting in stillness. There were moments going into nature. Um, Whenever Craig and I do our business meetings, we go, literally we hike, we take backpacks, put our notebooks, put snacks, and we go to the top of a cliff where we're overlooking something. And that's where we do all our strategizing. That's where we like ask, like we want, we want all the energy around us to help us form what we're going to do now. And, you know, those moments of stillness are where your clarity and your, your greatest advice is going to come. So true. Very well said. I'm going to unpack some of the things that she just dropped. There were some serious value bombs, guys. One, we all stand upon the shoulders of giants and success leaves clues, right? I mean, let's be honest. If you, and I mentioned this on my last podcast episode, if you listen to it, episode three, it is so true. If if you want to accomplish something in business, good chances are it's been done before and there is a roadmap to success. So look for it, do the research and find the path, right? And then the second thing that really resonated was go within for the wisdom and live in that zone of genius. I know you're big on getting into your, your zone of genius and you were at one point in your business really managing your 70 plus employees. I don't know how many you have now, but you were realizing that wasn't your zone of genius. You need to get back to creating, to creating that content, to giving love and, and light uh, to the world through your, your different messaging. So I think it's really important as you build your business and build a life of happy hustling that you stay in your zone of genius because that's where the passion and purpose comes from. So great points there, Danette. I feel called to share something um, that I don't think a lot of us recognize. So if you are doing the things that we're kind of talking about here on this podcast, you're eating well, you're exercising, you're doing some like whether introspection, meditation, journaling, and you're noticing you're doing these things, right? You're really taking active action into it. And if you're listening to Carrie, I know you are. And you're still getting pissed off. Like, you know, those moments where you're like mad at an employee, you're mad about something and you're like, why am I so angry? Take it as a clue that you're in the wrong lane, that you're, that it's like, it's not that you're a mad person or you're an angry person or you're, or that you just have to get through it. It's literally, I I call it spirit. You can call it whatever is trying to tell you you're in the wrong lane something's wrong there. So readjust and like, cause our essence isn't meant to be pissed off. And so when you are, it means there's a frequency mismatch. And so like, for me, when I was working with employees, I was getting pissed off all the time. And I'm like, God, that's really not my essence. Or maybe I'm, maybe these people are really annoying. And it's like, no, you're just not meant to manage them. So as soon as I moved away from that, it's tremendous relief. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, well said. You have to stay in your in your lane of of genius and yeah. make sure if you are getting pissed off, guys. Let's be honest. We all still get upset over things, and we have to manage our emotions effectively. But if it's regular and you find yourself living in a state of unease in yeah. your business or life, you might want to reevaluate what you're doing with your time, and is this the most effective use of it? Yeah, this will happen a lot in relationships too. I mean, I've been in a, you know, 
I don't get pissed off at my relationship now, but I was pissed off all the time in my other one. Like, look at that. Like that's clues. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a happy hustle hack for your relationship? Because I know you have an amazing husband named yeah. Craig. I've met him. Great guy. And you guys work together. How, I mean, share with us maybe how you guys do that so effectively and uh, happy hustle. Oh, hack I just spoke, we just spoke at war room about the stuff that we do. And I'll just give you guys three things that I think could, if you're in a significant relationship, you don't even have to be working together. Cause let's be real. Like if your relationship with your significant other is struggling, it affects your business. It completely affects your health. It affects every part of your life. Our relationships are what we value typically as humans the most um, with ourselves and with our significant other and our children. And so some things that we've learned from some, like there's not very many couples that I would look up to, but there is one couple that I'm like, oh my goodness. And we've learned some cool stuff. So I'll give you a couple things. Okay. The first one is um, you're going to like sit down and you're going to write out together in a space that's neutral, right? Like not after you just had a fight, <laughs> but in a space where it's feeling good, maybe you're on a day, whatever. Um, what are the things that I can do for you that would make you think I love you outside of sex? So you would write like it would be it's going to and it's it could be sexual, but it's not sex. Right. So but it's truly like if I did this out of the blue, you would be like, wow, they love me. So you're writing a list. So then you're arsenaled with the list and then do at least one or two of these a week every week. Okay. So that they're feeling that energy from you. The second thing that we do is obviously I want to feel passion in everything that I do. So it's a really big deal to me. I don't, I'm not really interested in marriage just because it's comfortable. Like that's just not me. So, or any relationship, I, I think it's nice to have a best friend and nice to have that, but I'm like, I need, I like passion. So one Amen, thing, sister. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing um, is that we plan and we do it once a month, but if that feels overwhelming to you as a listener, you could do it quarterly, but you sit down and you go on the calendar. What day is our overnight sexy date? And you, it could be like literally the hotel in town. Cause you don't have to go far, but you're getting away, especially if you have kids where this is where you do not talk business. You may do whatever fantasy you want. You may not know each other when you're going to meet up on this overnight, but here's the deal. Love it. You're dressing up, you're doing something new for each other. And it's like literally game changing for passion. And then the third and last is literally your spouse or your significant other or whatever is going to do stuff that's irritating. Um, and a lot of times we get into stories, right? So as soon as someone does something we can get into a story because it's usually triggering a past pain from either your dad or your mom or a past relationship. And we go into these stories that they don't love me or if they, if they, if they cared about me, they wouldn't have done this. And it's all stories because most likely that partner did it without even thinking, having any story to it. So recognize that you make up all these drama stories around why they did that when they probably didn't even <laughs> they're not didn't do it for those reasons and just say my partner loves me my partner loves me and I know that they didn't do something to intentionally hurt me as soon as you do that and you say that out of all irritants it could be littles big or small um so it's just gonna make a game, game changer because then you just kind of are like oh yeah yeah Wow. Those, those are amazing guys. If you're in a relationship, even if you're not in a struggling relationship, I think there is so much value to what she just said, making sure that you do have that time to go on those overnight, uh, overnight date, date nights. I mean, I do a date day every week, but I think the overnight is the, is the true catalyst to reigniting that passion. If it is missing in any capacity, realizing that they may irritate you from time to time and they're not being intentionally malicious. It's just yep. facts of life. It happens, <laughs> you know, and, and then doing something that, that, you know, they love, right. Doing something. Yeah, like finding out what um, makes them, if you did these things, yep. they, would, they would know they love me. Yep. So um, then you have your list. But here's the deal. Like we didn't have a lack of passion in our relationship. But our like relationship went to the next degree when we do these overnight. We still do a weekly day too. Like we're going to go to lunch today and have our own time today. But there's something about a passionate overnight every month that's just like... 
awesome. Oh yeah. Oh, heard that. <laughs> heard that. I am Steph. Get ready. We're going. <laughs> so that's amazing. I want to switch gears. You mentioned your phone a couple of times, and I know you have a massive online following, millions of followers on Facebook and Instagram. How do you best leverage social media? Because I feel like it's overtaking many entrepreneurs and people for that matter. And they put so much importance on it. And I feel like you do a good job managing it effectively. What is a happy hustle hack for social media that you can share with the listeners? Um, you mean with my time on social media or utilizing it in business? I would say both actually, because I think, <laughs> you just, I mean, you probably have both answers that can act yeah. out. Uh, so my business, like you just said, is primarily on social media. Um, 90%, which we're moving away from this, but 90% of all of our energy has been towards Facebook ads. So our, that's why we have a million seven on Facebook is because this is where we bring people in. And, um, it's interesting because <laughs> I really love social for that. I'm so grateful for social for that. And, and here's what I know, like I, one of my deep passions is traveling around the world to third world countries and helping out in third world countries, learning from these indigenous tribes. And what I noticed in every country, whether they were living in a shack, sleeping on dirt floors, um, they wore different things. They believed different things. Everyone had one of these. Mm. And, my goal is to reach women all around the world. And so I will always use social media. I will always follow social media and do video to reach those women all around the world. So I always remember that, that that is my greatest real estate. That's the greatest real estate for any entrepreneur is the phone. <laughs> so use it. And most of it's free, right? Most of yeah. it you do organic stuff um, for free. Um, as far as my hack on my energy with the phone, <laughs> this is a big one for me actually, because I recognized I had an addiction, mm. a massive addiction to the phone that I was picking it up aimlessly just to look because I wanted to feel every moment. Um, that's part of hustling, right? You're feeling every moment. And I was recognizing this was a bad addiction. And so literally we have, I have my daughter take the phone at night and hide it. Hide oh. it from me. And then right before I go to bed, cause I'm not tempted at bedtime, I put it on airplane mode. And um, so I don't have it on weekends, certain times during the weekends. And my kids love that. They just know like mom can't get to the phone. I get to hide it. And then I bring it out at the end of that time block. Wow. Those are great. I mean, let's be honest, guys, you do have to use social media if you do want to run an effective online business or a business for that matter. You have to go where the people are. And most of the people are on their phone, you know, with the text neck, head down, looking at it, you know, 80% of the day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So you use it wisely. Don't let it use you. And I love having boundaries, setting a time to disconnect, to then reconnect with those you love, your family, you know, your friends, the nature, et cetera. It's, it's really important to find that time, guys, to completely unplug. I know with our clients, we really make sure that if you're not using your phone, it's on airplane mode, especially in your pocket, because it's emitting you know, harmful EMFs that yeah. actually do affect your mood and is, are linking directly to cancer and other diseases. So it's important for a health perspective too, not just a sanity. Um, oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, there's so much tied to anxiety and depression with just scrolling social media. So if you're, um, I was in the Facebook headquarters and they said the average person a day scrolls the length of the Statue of Liberty. Oh my goodness. That's just a crazy scrolling, stuff. <laughs> and you can imagine what that's doing to your brain, but it's also creating anxiety. So if you're feeling you have anxiety or 
a little bit of depression that's coming on, ask yourself, how much are you on social media? And then, and then remove yourself, never start your day with it. That's like the worst thing you can do. I never, I always have it on airplane mode until I've done all my internal listening to myself, my own time, um, out in nature. I, it's just like, why would you do that? Like, that's like spilling, like junk down inside of you. For sure. Well, speaking at a time, I want to respect yours. So let's dive into the rapid fire round. These are, these are a, a list of random questions. Give me your best off the cuff response. Are you ready? Okay. All right. Favorite movie. Go. The King and I. <laughs> Favorite food. Mac and cheese. Favorite book. Oh, the big leap. Best business advice. Your frequency is more powerful than your strategy. <laughs> I like it. Favorite cliche saying. Oh, man. Lord mercy. I don't know. Lord mercy. <laughs> Lord, there you go. One word that you wish to be synonymous with your name for life. Love. Oh, Beautiful. Well done. You crushed the rapid fire round. Danette, where can the happy hustlers out there go to learn more about you, read your book, get, get your awesome superfood products? Where, where's the hub for that? Give us some plugs. Yeah. So um, for me, if you want to read all about me as Danette May, you can go to DanetteMay.com. We put up blogs every single day, um, free content for you. And then if you want to get a, your hands on the superfoods that I personally take every day that I'm so passionate about, just go to IRISE, I-R-I-S-E, organics.com. IRISEorganics.com. Yeah. And I will, I will personally testify that the cacao bliss is a fuego. It's delicious. Uh, I got like, I think I got some in the fridge right now. Still, um, you, you mix it up like hot, hot cocoa almost. And it's actually super good for you. How many, like what? One gram of sugar, not even less than one, less than one gram. Yeah. Like the highest antioxidant count of any like elixir that you can get your hands on. There's seven superfoods with the raw cacao, Put it in your coffee, put it in smoothies, make a hot chocolate. We, we do it multiple times a day. Yes, it, it's awesome. IRiseOrganics.com. Danette May on social media, right? Um, yep. D-A-N-E-T-T-E-M-A-Y. Um, DanetteMay.com. Guys, I seriously urge you to check her out. And her book is amazing. She's got a new book deal coming in hot. Can't wait for that one. Congratulations. That is exciting. All right. Final question, Danette, and then we will say goodbye. What does happy hustling mean to you? It's recognizing that it's always great to have a destination. There is always a peak to that mountaintop and it's beautiful at the top but it's really beautiful along the way. And can you stop? Can you look out along the vista along the way and really take in all that's along the journey? Well said, Danette, you crushed it. This was an amazing episode. Guys, I hope you got as much value from it as I did. Danette, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. I truly am so grateful that you took the time out of your busy day to spend time with me. Now, if you got any value from this episode or any episodes in the past, it would mean the world to me if you could please leave a five-star review and share this episode with your friends so we can continue to spread this message. Guys, as always, it's been a blast. Now go out there and happy hustle for your dream reality. Yeah.